Salam and welcome back to the TMV podcast. It's it's been a while. Um, I think about two months since our last podcast went out. Um, as I mentioned, I, I posted like a little audio note type thing, um, just saying that I was I was tired um, and it was December and couldn't be bothered to call people up to make uh, arrangements for booking and podcasts. But in that time, we kind of did some planning and thinking about, you know, what we want to do in 2020. Um, and so, yeah, we are back. Um, I hope you missed us. Um, hope you missed us too much because that would be a bit weird. But yes, here we are. Um, I'm back. I don't think I've mentioned, but as always, uh, I'm your host, Salim Qasim. Um, hopefully bringing some more great fresh content um, fantastic interviews and discussions with um, guests from all around the world um, and a whole host of wide-ranging and fascinating topics inshallah um, so yeah the first podcast of the decade uh, we are talking about marriage um, I'm talking to a sister called Huda who runs a platform called blendmatching.com um, and we had a we, yeah I, I mean it, we have we, we talk about basically the service itself uh, trends amongst young people when it comes to kind of marriage matrimony how people are finding their spouses a little bit about her own fascinating story as well I use fascinating as an adjective quite a lot I apologize um, but it's just my, my default. I, I, yeah, I'm gonna try and stop doing that. But um, yeah, uh, I think I'm just gonna jump straight in. Without further ado, here's my conversation with Huda. Salam, Huda. Salam, Salim. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Thank you very much for joining us on the podcast. Um, yeah, of course. Excited. This is actually the first podcast that re- we're recording of the year. Um, so I, right. I, I hope, inshallah, it's gonna be a good one. Um, it will be inshallah so it's interesting actually because you got in touch with us um about kind of collaborating on some content or doing something and and your email um stood out a little bit i think for me at least because of what you do um and that is kind of matchmaking uh between muslims but it's also the approach that you have um do you want to i guess for those who don't know tell people listening about uh blend matching and and what your kind of ethos is with that yes absolutely so as you mentioned i founded blend matching which is a muslim matchmaking platform yeah um so to be just like in a nutshell um you know it's kind of a blend between online dating but then also kind of like the more traditional old school method of doing things Mm. um so it's kind of like a twist on both to sort of make it mold and fit our generation and our current generation's needs. So it is online in the sense that you register online and you are connected to your matchmaker as well as other um, like potential matches online, like through email or phone or whatever. But it still maintains like the personal approach of having somebody help you through the process. So you sign up with us, you're connected to a matchmaker, you have a video chat with them yeah. where you discuss what you're looking for. Um, and so it kind of has that like whole screening process in place so that you're not connected to just like random strangers, which yeah. is kind of a hesitation a lot of people have with like traditional online dating. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I think it's it's interesting for me because it almost seems like it's counter the the current trajectory of, of how this kind of um, matrimony type services yeah. are going. 
Um, yeah, absolutely. This, you know, the, the last sort of five years, I can think of so many apps that have suddenly shot up things like mm-hmm. Muzmatch and Minda um, mm-hmm. and, and various others, in fact, that are kind of built on, I, I want to say the Tinder model, but I, I think people might yeah. get annoyed if I say that. But you know what I mean, <laughs> that kind of... But it, that is, it is what it is, kind of that swipe right, swipe left. But, but it, I, I think what's interesting about it is that it's almost like a gamifying of of matchmaking um and that's what makes it i think so addictive as well um yeah, drawing on absolutely. my own experience of using these apps although i haven't used them for my myself i was uh, i was at a wedding with a family friend um and she was looking for her husband and she was on one of these apps and i said okay let me try and help you i'll, I'll give it a go and, and initially i started off kind of reading everyone's bios and being really uh-huh. meticulous and be like oh this guy's studied this uh-huh. he's interested in this and then within about 15 minutes, in fact, I say 15, about five minutes, yeah. um, it just became like, oh, this guy's bold. No, he's overweight. No, he looks like he's yeah, trying to absolutely. stunt and impress someone. And, and it's, it's quite crazy how quickly it becomes so superficial. For sure. Um, for sure. And it's I think quite that's scary. one of the biggest pitfalls. Yeah, it is. I think that's one of the biggest pitfalls of online dating is that I think it eliminates like the personal elements. You kind of stop caring about like okay who this person is as a whole and you don't really consider like their background and their family and their values and you literally just make a decision probably in the first 10 seconds of seeing their profile of like is this person worth my time or not which is pretty pretty insane but of course that's kind of how things are done these days it is and it's almost like the the, we've gone for quantity over quality so now it's like how many people can you be matched with as opposed to how good is the match for you Absolutely. And that's kind of like what we like what we say about blend matching is we're very much quality over quantity. Like if yeah. you want like 100 options, yeah. we're not the we're not the place for you to go. Yeah. Um, but if you want like a few really specific quality and like filtered options that are tailored to your criteria, then our kind of service is a better approach for you. So briefly, take me through the kind of process. How does it work if someone's um, interested in, in, in your services? So um. Once you're interested and you decide, like, okay, I'm going to go for it, you register online and you kind of fill out a, um, a kind of a basic form, which is just kind of like some of your demographics, like how old you are, what you studied, where you live, things like that, just so we um, have something to go off of. Yeah. And then you schedule a video chat with your matchmaker, where it's usually 30 minutes. They tend to run a bit longer, um, depending on each person. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's at least 30 minutes where you... We'll like discuss in detail your criteria, get to know you. We ask you some pretty specific questions, um, and like take notes, of course, while we're chatting to make sure that when we're making recommendations, we have enough information and are going to make recommendations that you're likely to be interested in. Mm. And then after that, it's basically like search and match, essentially. So your matchmaker will go into our database as well as our extended networks to try and find somebody that lines up with the criteria that you've given us. Um, and then we, when we have somebody, we'd send you like a profile of them, which is something like we create for each person. Um, and if both parties are interested, we then connect them in the preference of like the girl, like if the girl wants the guy to email her or call her or meet for coffee, you know, however they want the process to get started, we Mm -hmm. do it in that way so that the women are more comfortable, but we do have the man like initiate contact. Um, and that's kind of a nice thing about the service too, because when you're meeting people in different ways, there's always like, ah, oh, do I text first or yeah, who's yeah. going to, you know, who's going to do that? So for us, it's like pretty straightforward. Like, you, you know what to expect, which is cool. So you're, um, you're kind of like uh, that auntie in the mosque. 
Yeah, rich aunties. Yeah, yes. the rich aunties <laughs> with like a big book of yes, just names exactly. and height and height age and yes. job yeah. and all of that kind of stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, but but exactly. that's that's what I think is that that's what what I found really interesting because obviously you're like a, a a young person. Yeah, and you've and I think that's 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 why we do it actually because yeah. we have a lot of people who like have experience with these rich aunties mm. and they tend to be a little biased like. And the experiences I know of, like, yeah. it tends to be these rich aunties have, like, their men, and then they kind of have, like, their women, but they tend to cater to the, like, wants and wishes of the men more than the women. So for the women, they'll be like, oh, no, you're too picky, you know, why do you want this? Or That's they'll just make, like, kind of, yeah, kind of bad recommendations. I mean, I commend them for trying, you know? You know, they, <laughs> they are trying to do something. Yeah. But um, they don't necessarily understand, like, what our generation wants in a marriage do, do you and think, a spouse. Sorry to cut you off, but do you think that, no, like, good. the dynamics of marriage have and, and relationships have changed over the years? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I think our, like, the, by our generation, I mean, like, you know, 20s, 30s, you know, that, that kind of age group, or just, like, first-generation Muslims in general, we're kind of in, like, a cross of cultures. Like, we have our parents, our grandparents who did the whole marriage process yeah. one way, you know, for the most part, however they like met and married, they either didn't know very well, or maybe they grew up with them. But generally, it was like very vetted by the family and the family was like really heavily involved in the process. Yeah. And there was no such thing as like this whole like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna meet somebody in another country or another state or whatever. And and we'll just like get to know each other and see how it goes. It wasn't it wasn't like that. Like, but then for those of us living in the West, yeah. um, you have like the general society who like, you know, dates and takes their time and shops around and that that doesn't really work for us either. So I think we're kind of caught in this like middle round of like, okay, well, what is the system that worked for us? It's interesting because like even obviously with everything that's going on in the news, people are talking about this kind of clash of civilizations and cultures and yeah. everything else. But we, yeah, we have that definitely. in the kind of matrimony space as well. And I think what's, oh, yeah, what's sure. interesting and, and similar to why we sort of started the Muslim vibe in its essence was that mm -hmm. we have this Western Muslim identity and narrative that we want to shape, um, yeah, but we don't sure. have the facilities to do that, which is where services Definitely. like yours kind of come in, where it's not your traditional um, auntie trying to tell yeah. you what's going on, but at the same time, you've got, um, you've got the kind of intrinsic values at heart, if that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. For sure. We still have like the values and like the sunnah and things to follow. Yeah. But we sort of have to make it fit our time, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's, I mean, that's really, I mean, thinking back, I, I, I was meant to ask my parents to remind myself of the story of how they met and all that <laughs> stuff i'm not sure they'll be too happy with with me talking about this so i'll, I'll be as brief as possible brief, but yeah. um i from my understanding it was like an uncle of my mum who kind of suggested my i met my dad and was like oh like he's a really good guy and told mm -hmm. his brother like one of your daughters should basically marry him um yeah. and, and then i don't i think they exchanged like a few letters and things like that yeah. and then like they met pretty much at the wedding i could be wrong by the way this i might have romanticized the whole thing in my head <laughs> but if i remember correctly it's i mean loads of people have stories yeah. like that yeah there were they really only met if even like a handful of times yeah and it worked for that time and that generation because you know well you say that you say that but w w your story is not too dissimilar is it no, yeah, so my, my, <laughs> if like... You don't, sorry, if you don't mind sharing with everybody. <laughs> no, I don't mind at all. Um, yeah, my, like, marriage story is definitely it's similar, but also, 
Yeah, it is similar. It's the 21st century version of that. Yeah, it's, it's like the upgraded version. You had WhatsApp um, instead of letters, basically. Yeah, exactly. But go on, sorry, tell us. Yeah. <laughs> so for, for me, so I was um, in a really long distance relationship. Um, I'm from North Carolina, like I grew up in North Carolina, and my husband is actually from Germany. So, you know, cross continents. Um, and we like didn't at all know each other before we started getting to know each other for marriage. And it's like a crazy coincidence because my um, best friend from North Carolina had studied abroad in Istanbul for a semester. And then my husband had studied abroad at the same university the same semester and happened to like meet my friend and a couple of other like students that were from North Carolina at the time too. Mm. Um, so they like, you know, spent this semester together and would hang out and whatnot. And then five years after that, my friend was basically like, hey, listen, um, she actually mentioned him to me five years prior, like when she got back from that trip, just like briefly, nothing ever happened. She was just telling me about this guy she met while she was there. And then five years later, I was kind of like, well, Huda, I think maybe you guys should get to know each other. And we were like, okay, it was, it was like, you know, I had to think about it. And knowing my parents, they're actually not the type of like parents that are like super open to something like that. Yeah. Like they're pretty traditional in the sense that like they would want to get to know family and, you know, know enough about them before like accepting uh, a potential, yeah. like not a proposal, but like, you know, allowing us to even get to know each other. Um, so that was like really not typical of our, our family. Um, but, you know, we... Like, I prayed as Tara, I talked to my parents, some, by some crazy twist of fate, they were like, okay, like, they can call us or whatever. <laughs> so, yeah, and then we started chatting on Facebook, so that's where, like, the 21st century aspect comes in, yeah. um, and our families would, like, talk on the phone and whatnot, and then he and I would, you know, WhatsApp, FaceTime, pretty much daily, um, but the like crazy part or one of the crazy parts of the story is we actually didn't meet in person until like seven months in like seven months of like talking, you know, pretty much 24 seven. And, and when you did meet, yeah, it, when we, it was we all the meet, families together. Exactly. It was his entire family Jeez. flew to North Carolina. No pressure there then. Yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. His entire family. And him, of course, flew to North Carolina, yeah. met my family. So it's traditional in that sense where it's like, you know, families yeah, had to yeah. be present. It's not like we went out for coffee and, you know, did that whole thing. Not at all. Um, and then that same, they came for like a week. That same week, we ended up getting engaged. So um, you, you then, met your husband face to face for the first time the uh, week you got engaged. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That is crazy. <laughs> what if he was really short? What if like on FaceTime, you couldn't see that he was actually you know, like... I, you know, I have to be honest, like there was a lot, there was a lot of times where we were both like, like, okay, by the, those seven months, like we were both like set on each other. Yeah. But then there was always that like, God, but what if in person it's just not Yeah, what the if the chemistry is not the same, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we would think about that all the time. Yeah. Um, alhamdulillah, it, you know, it proved true in, in real life too. Yeah. But no, that was definitely like on our minds often. That's, I mean, that's amazing. And, and so what's interesting, I guess, with that as well is that it was like a friend who introduced you. Yeah, um, exactly. Which is, which is funny enough, similar to kind of my story as to how I met yeah. my wife as well. Um, I, I, the thing is, I was quite lucky that I guess, number one, at the time that I got married, um, this, the, the, the app culture wasn't around. Um, mm -hmm. So there wasn't like as much 
opportunity or choice as to how you yeah. kind of find somebody yeah um definitely. but i i basically just approached a friend who i thought knew me quite well and said do you know anyone that would um be good for me if that makes sense mm-hmm. and she, yeah. she, she said this she suggested sorry my wife who um i knew kind of i didn't know her personally but i knew of her yeah um like and then it was it was a bit old school in that like my wife was abroad uh at the time so we started kind of emailing first oh uh, that's awesome back in the days of email yeah <laughs> and like like uh, we've got the emails still and they're very cringy oh so, that's so sweet yeah. i bet i bet i can't i literally someone gift <laughs> like i can't look at them ever um but yeah so like but that that's the thing i quite like i think i don't know if we've kind of been ruined by by pop culture and movies and whatever else but that kind of mm-hmm. the romantic element of it i think is something that people yearn quite yearn for quite a lot for um, sure. especially oh, everyone gosh, wants yeah. a story right yeah everyone wants a story and also everyone wants that like instant spark where you like had butterflies yeah. right away yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and that's actually something that's really hard to like um reverse with my clients because basically one trend or one one difficulty that we 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 come across is like people will give somebody five seconds like let's talk about like within the apps you know generally it's like you see their profile if you both swipe right or whatever mm. you'll start chatting so many times like amongst my clients like they'll like we'll make a recommendation and they'll be like oh you know what i chatted with him on one of the apps yeah. and i just like wasn't feeling it and i'm like what like you guys would actually be like so great for each other yeah, yeah. i'm like so that was the conversation they're like you know i don't know i think we just said like hello and like that was it and i'm like oh okay <laughs> like it's like if the spark is not instant you didn't yeah, instantly yeah, yeah, click yeah, yeah. like that's it like people are done like and it takes so much more than that to really get to know somebody i think that that's the thing as well like looking at kind of netflix rom-coms there's yeah. a, there's always this like moment where the girl falls over <laughs> and the guy rescues you know, her yeah. and and yeah. that's what people kind of want and and the funny thing is especially in my situation because my wife is from a different cultural background um mm-hmm. and in both our cultures at least at the time i think now slowly second third generation migrants were opening up a bit more to the idea of intercultural yeah. marriages yeah. but at the time everyone was like there must be some story and when I would oh tell them gosh. that, oh, it was just a friend that introduced us, they were like, oh, that's, that's, is that like the PG version that you tell people? That's like, really how it went? <laughs> yeah, people, because people want, they want to hear something crazy. Yeah. Um, and they also think that that happens, I think, like people that aren't married or, you know, haven't been in a long-term relationship. I think that because of like social media and like the online world, I think people think that that's how it is. Like that's how it's yeah. supposed to be. And it's just not like that's not the reality. Well, actually, I think it's interesting to understand because I I find myself now like I'm I'm getting to the end of my twenties, um, mm-hmm. which is very sad on a personal <laughs> level. But that's something for me to deal with. But um, I think what's really interesting is that like slowly now, as most of the people around me begin to start getting married, and then and then you see there are still some of your friends that aren't married, for example. Yeah. Um, it, try, trying to understand what the kind of individual issues are um it's Mm -hmm. it's very varied and like when we when we spoke just before this we were talking about kind of reverts um Mm -hmm. and i think that's an interesting one so i mean do you do you guys have a lot of reverts that come to you yeah so we i we have more uh female reverts than male um and my heart actually really goes out to them because you know, through the video chat we have like we discussed the criteria and everything and you can see that they're way more open-minded about their criteria which is good on one end but on the other end i do feel like a lot of the times they're willing to sell themselves short because there is like the stigma in the community that 
you know, there could be complications or whatever if you, family, if you decide to... Family, could go back yeah, to family, not being Muslim what, again. Yeah, exactly. Um, and also, I just feel like a lot of the time, um, you were, you know, because they are new to a community, like, people are just not, like, honest with them about, like, how certain how certain things go, you know? So they're willing to be like, yeah, okay, I'm Muslim and, like, I'm willing to get to know anybody. And, you know, I don't think there's enough people who are, like, you know, standing behind them telling them, like, no, like, you shouldn't go for this person or, like, that's not something you should be willing to accept. Like, yeah. you know, you should, you should like, have um, higher standards because, you know, the rest of the world has higher standards, whether they should or shouldn't. <laughs> I, st- I, I feel like it's not even about higher standards, but I, for me, at least, I think there's, like, an inherent... Um, racism or like insular mentality yeah, towards crazy. all of our communities and like absolutely Pakistanis will only want to marry Pakistanis oh yeah that's uh, something I deal with like on the daily yeah and, and, and uh. I mean okay so tell me this then is it a case of it being like generational like other parents the ones that are imposing this or are younger people still stuck in that mindset because I would like so to believe it, that we've progressed yeah so I think we definitely there has been progression but I think it's both I think a, like a lot of the time it is the parents but then you do like, and you do have some some people who are like, you know, my parents want this. It's not worth it to fight them on it. Although I don't agree with it, yeah. um, and that's that, that's good. But and I do agree, like you know, sometimes it's not worth it to fight with your parents. Um, but there is also the people that just like, I think they didn't at all take time to think about, okay, does this make sense for me? Like, you know, this is what I grew up with. This is what I was used to. Yeah. This is what the way my family does things. And I think the majority of people never really challenge or think about you know, those expectations for themselves and they just like go with it. I think, I think that's such a good point. Like I, I, I genuinely feel like not enough people kind of push the boat out yeah. and, and they play it yeah. safe for the sake of playing the safe. Quo. Yeah. Yeah. Because Absolutely. I, I mean, and, and this is the interesting thing. Like when I approached my friend, um, about, you know, if she knows anyone, I specifically mm-hmm. said, I don't want someone from my background. Um, mm-hmm. and that's not to oh, say, that's not to say I didn't want to marry someone from my background. But I wanted to at least initially be open. No one else is out there. Yeah, I, exactly. But I want to. Yeah. I, I I firmly believe that you know we're compatible with anyone. We can be compatible with anyone. For sure, for sure. Um, like if you're willing to put in like the effort to bridge potential like uh, cultural gaps or anything that yeah. you may have, like you can make it work. Like absolutely. And I think it has like such a profound effect in terms of like slowly people are able through that element to kind of move out. And I, I think your, I mean, your husband's from a different background to you as well. Aside yeah, from the German, so, even like ethnically. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So we have like the US Germany difference and yeah. then I'm um, originally Egyptian and then he's originally half Turkish, half Syrian. So it's not super far off, yeah. but um, yeah, there are definitely some differences. So I'll ask you a question I always get asked. What are the biggest <laughs> cultural issues that you guys face? So I have to say our like cultural differences are actually not between like, you know, Turkey, Egypt, Syria. It's yeah. actually between like US raised Muslim and Germany raised Muslim. Really? Yeah. What does yeah, that yeah. what does that mean? Right. Like explain. So in like my experience and you know, other people that I know that kind of have similar international kind of marriage, um, it's hard to explain, and I don't want to say this to offend anybody, but... Uh, I love offense. Was... No, you got to offend someone. Go on, go on. Let's, let's go. I guess so. <laughs> so I feel like my experience, like, growing up in the U.S., um, although I do, like, value my, like, Arab culture and everything, it's not... It doesn't really take precedent in, in a lot of ways. Like, I was raised very much in a more, like, Islamic way. Like, you know, Islam's important. And I feel like in Germany, and maybe, like, in most of Europe, actually, the, like, Arabs or, you know, people of 
foreign backgrounds yeah. hold on to like their specific culture a lot more or, like cultures and traditions a lot more than like me and my friends in the u.s so there was like a lot of little things um it's usually the little things like i don't know like i didn't grow up like doing i'm trying to think of a good example um I don't know, like my, just like, or for example, how you like host someone in your house, like, of course, like respectful and everything. And we were taught all of that, but like, we didn't have as much of the like, okay, like serve the tea and like, you know, all of that stuff that I like noticed when I was living in Germany, like that stuff was much more prevalent. Interesting. Yeah. It's like really little things. (laughs) Because this is something that like, so, so obviously guests are are a big thing Islamically across the board. But for sure, for sure. My wife coming from an Arab background and as a British mm-hmm. Muslim, she's very big on like, as you say, like, you know, if a friend's coming over to pick something up, I'll make him sit down for five minutes. She'll bring him like an apple with a knife and a plate. And I'm yeah. like, relax, this and guy's, yeah, it's nice, absolutely. but and it's I just like, it, it's, for me, it's overkill. It's an issue, but it's just different. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It's not, so, I'm not going to tell her like, oh no, why are we serving him? Yeah, 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 but at the absolutely. same time, it's just, okay, you know, relax a little bit. But but yeah, I get exactly. that culturally there's... and no, that's so for sure. It's those little things. I mean, people always ask about the food um, because like I come from like a South Asian background. So it's like we mm-hmm. eat spicy food and now yeah. I've supposedly gone to bland food or whatever. But actually that kind of stuff is so uh, minuscule in terms it's of... It's so like, trivial. Yeah, it doesn't change. and It doesn't matter. And, and I feel like even if we were from the same cultural background, if she came from like a very small family, for example, and I come from a very big mm-hmm. one, that can be a point mm-hmm. of tension where like if my family yeah. is always around and involved in our lives Absolutely. and hers, are like it's a very small nuclear family. And that's the yeah, dynamic yeah, that definitely. we have. And so like that's more of a source of um difference Con- and potential potential like, conflict as opposed yeah, to like conflict. how spicy is the chicken yeah tonight. yeah exactly exactly i totally agree i think family and like language can yeah. be tough tough hurdles um but they're just hurdles you know like they don't have to be complete roadblocks that yeah, you, you can't overcome um yeah i mean we have the language thing like he's you know he grew up speaking german obviously i grew up speaking english so and like there's variations and dialects. I can hear you. You've adopted. That. You've adopted the German accent. It's coming through very strong. Really? No, not at all. No. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I hope not. Coming, coming back to the the kind of dating side of things, or, or the the blend matching side of things. Um, do you have? I mean, I, f- I find like the story is always really interesting, and especially amongst yeah. friends of mine that are, are single, um, hearing yeah. their kind of uh, experiences and things like that. It's always quite interesting trying to understand yeah. the sort of human psychology of it. So you're in a position where you must have spoken to dozens and dozens of people who are single. Oh, and hundreds. Looking, yeah. I mean, hundreds yeah. of people. Yeah. What are some of the kind of more interesting things that you've come across in that time? So I don't know if this is like, if you would consider this super interesting, but, um, you know, like I said, talking to hundreds of people, I've kind of learned to sort of, you have to like kind of quickly sort of categorize people in your head and that's maybe not like the best thing to do but you sort of have to just to be able to like structure yourself and how you're going to match that person does it become sorry does does it become dehumanizing when you do that like for you the process of talking to people are you like constantly trying to take the like that you're not you're taking the conversation out of it and you're just like okay this person if you're talking to me it's like okay he talks too much he probably dresses a bit scruffy (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> doesn't maintain his hair and beard and stuff like that like how no, how no. are you how do you do that um i don't think it, i don't think i've had the issue of having it be dehumanizing alhamdulillah um i think 
we I think we're pretty lucky in that the, the people that come to us are like kind of people similar to me who I can like understand and engage with on like a pretty good level and communicate with well. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't have that issue. But what what I have like noticed is we kind of have like two boats of people. We have like the group of people that are are like positive about the experience of like marriage. Like they're like you know, really want to, like, find somebody, but they're not, like, jaded or anything. Yeah. So, like, they're willing, yeah, they're willing to, like, take advice. I'm and laughing because I know, the, and, I know like, the other type. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, like, they're willing to take advice. Like, they don't just want you to be, like, a robot that, like, okay, I want this age, this this yeah, ethnicity, yeah, yeah, this yeah. whatever. And, like, you know, and we just go and put it in a calculator and that and spit something out. Um, so, we, I love working with those people because, you know, they want your advice. They want feedback. Like, they're trying to build something. And then we kind of have the other camp of people that is, like, really jaded and really exhausted um, through the marriage process. And I feel for them because it's not easy. Um, yeah. And so, and they're less willing to, like, take advice. Like, they've kind of just been more they're set in They're less flexible, ways. right? Yeah, exactly. They're not flexible. They're yeah. a lot more set in their ways. Um, and and how generally, do, those people have less success. I, I was going to say, how, how do you uh, get success from that? Is it like drawing water from a stone? Or, or is there actually a... Sometimes the ability because this is the thing like I was, I was saying earlier like I, I feel like as people get older and I've been in a situation where I've introduced people like people have asked me about someone or I've introduced or facilitated uh -huh. that and like they don't even sometimes get to the point of speaking because one uh -huh. person's like yeah. oh he is this or she is that and I'm thinking with all due respect this is maybe why you're still single um yeah, because yeah. I, I, I feel like you know when I feel like there's potential for there to be chemistry between two people my there's thinking, a reason you feel that way no but also my thinking is that if someone said that to me and i was single i would say all right let me at least give it a shot and see yeah what there is and exactly. if there are if there are roadblocks if there are stumbling blocks we can address that but to For make sure. everything a stumbling block before you've even had the conversation yeah exactly it's yeah, a bit nonsensical like, yeah it's limiting yourself so like when we make if you need me to be one of your coaches i can happily uh speak <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's um, talk about that after. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll have a chat. I, lo I love this stuff. <laughs> um, no, yeah, definitely. Like, we, um, we, when we make a recommendation, like, we, like I said, we're very much quality over quantity. So we're not just, like, sending you some, like, basics, not really good match. Like, we're sending you somebody we really think, like, okay, you two have a real chance at hitting it off and building a future. Um, but then you, you get a little disheartened when you send the match or the recommendation and then and the person's just like, oh, no, because they're um, 5'10 and I want someone 5'11. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you have that. And on, to, if I'm being honest, like, I know within the video chat or at least after sending one or two recommendations, like, this person mm. may not get matched because what they're, like, they're not being realistic about the kind of person they should be with like they're overlooking the qualities that they should and focusing on the qualities that actually don't matter and have no like indication of if you'll build a future with that person yeah um so yeah we definitely have that but on the other end like we have so many people that are like, really looking for the right thing which is which is like awesome and we love to talk to those people and match those people and it's those people who we have the most success with like um, and then yeah, how, I, I mean do you then go on to cut like you know you, you mentioned when we spoke before that you have hundreds and hundreds of people on your kind of database mm -hmm. let's say mm -hmm. do you then sort of categorize people and say all right these guys are like actively looking and potentially will get matched and this is like dead stock so to speak I know it's a horrible way of <laughs> referring to human beings yeah. um, but you yeah. know you know what I mean like yeah I, yeah I get what you're saying 
we don't have that because so our service is a paid service so because of that how does that work sorry is it one off is it monthly so right now the way it works is there's like a sign up fee and then you pay per match uh, accepted match like if you both agree to get connected to each other there's like a small fee like a connect connection fee um but because it's a paid service, and this is actually why I decided to make it a paid service, actually everybody we have is serious Quite about serious. marriage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we don't have, like, that issue of people that, you know, are kind of just shopping around or, or whatever. Alhamdulillah. Yeah. Um, so I don't have to, like, categorize it in that. But I do have to say we are able to send more match recommendations to the people that we know are more flexible, naturally. Mm. Because, you know, the, the pool of people that they're willing to consider is just bigger. That's really interesting. And, and I guess um, I, I was thinking in terms of timing of this podcast, what works quite well is that because we're at the new year, also new decade, mm-hmm. but yeah, year, I feel like people, you know, with their New Year's resolutions and they're kind of, they set resolutions in life to make a change yeah. or whatever. What, what, yeah. If someone was listening to this who is single, who is thinking about getting married or looking to get married, um, what kind mm-hmm. of advice would you give them? Obviously, one would be obviously be open to everything and try whatever. But what yeah. are the kind of pitfalls that you've seen um, in people that use your service that you think they should change or could change? Yeah, I think my like biggest piece of advice would be whatever like qualities that you you're looking for or that you you know you tell yourself you're looking for. Really analyze the root of where that comes from. Is yeah. that something that you just grew up being used to seeing or because it's status quo? Yeah. Or does it actually mean something and is important to you? Like you have a lot of people who I think I think most people actually like, you know, we just like regurgitate whatever we grew up being told is like what we should look for. Or you understand know? dynamics um, of a relationship yeah. based on what we've seen in the household. Yeah, example, exactly. Yeah. So I think it's really important to take time first getting to know yourself. Like that's the most important thing you can do when you're like going through this like marriage search process. Like know yourself. What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? What kind of person will like complement those strengths and weaknesses? Mm. It may not be like just the status quo of what you're told you should look for. Um, and what do you really want? Like, what's going to make you happy? Is it that extra inch of height that's going to make you happy? Probably not. (laughs) (laughs) Like it's realistically probably not like really challenge the things that you're looking for. Um, and then kind of come up with like, hopefully a more improved or more refined, you know, criteria. And on the other end, what are the things to then, uh, drop? Like what are the habits that, that people need to stop doing? Um, I think people need to stop making a decision in five seconds. <laughs> like, give somebody time. Like, you need to put in time and effort into getting to know somebody before yeah. making a decision. Like, are they right for me or not? And do you do you still? I mean, I think we discussed it a little bit earlier. But do you think this is a symptom of uh, or a reflection of where society is at today? Yeah, absolutely. I think we live in kind of like a instant gratification society. Yeah. You know, you want results right away. You want success right away. You want, you just want to know everything yeah. if it's going to work or not right away. But I feel like what's, what's interesting is that marriage is almost the opposite of everything society is yeah. offering today. Absolutely. It's not this like quick, easy, flawless thing yeah. at all. And, and obviously the, the bit that we haven't discussed and we've done in the past and inshallah we're planning to do again uh, in 2020, mm-hmm. but also talking about how to kind of maintain a successful marriage. And like we, we did a podcast yeah. a, a while back, which were like the four core reasons why marriages fail. I know it sounds like a grim mm-hmm. title, 
but obviously you can flip all of them and think about. But it's important, yeah. And, and, how to and make the, it work? The, the thing is, like, I my understanding, I could be wrong, but the divorce rate amongst Muslims in the UK is like sixty percent or over sixty percent. Yeah, yeah, I think the US it's you know pretty close to that too. And, and it's such a staggering number, and and the the, it's the, huge. the it's funny thing is, we spend so much time on the first bit, which is getting married. We yeah. spend so much money on the bit in the middle, which is the actual wedding <sighs> itself. Yeah, yeah. On, only for it to kind of fall apart. Yeah, um, and then not invest what you need to in, in the important part, the marriage. Exactly. And I feel like people either drift apart or decide that, you know, this marriage isn't worth working on. And if you've yeah. got kids, we'll just stick around and be miserable. But like, yeah, I, I feel like there's so much emphasis placed on, on the beginning bit. Um, for sure. But there's so much work that's kind of needed down the line. Definitely. Definitely. And that's something we try to cover. Like we like we re- we have a blog post a blog as well. Yeah. And we often like try to post about like, you know, the realities of marriage and like your expectations. I think are, I think for I, I know I experienced this like while I was going through the whole like relationship marriage process. Mm. Nobody really tells you what you should actually expect. Like you go in thinking it's gonna be one way and it's gonna be this like, oh you're living with your best friend and you're like watching movies all the time. <laughs> what and a lie so that much was, fun. right? <laughs> yeah, it's like you got, nobody really prepares you for like, no, marriage is work. Like yeah. it is not easy. Especially in the beginning. Like there are growing pains. Yeah. So someone um I think it might have been Abbas Morali who we've had on the podcast before. Um, but someone told me about marriage that it's basically like having a mirror put up in front of you twenty four seven. So Absolutely. like you, you think you're you're an energetic person, but when you're at home <laughs> after work and you're sat on the sofa watching Netflix for five hours, yeah, you've got exactly. a spouse there telling you you're lazy as anything. Yeah, like get off the for sofa. Sure, for sure. And Absolutely. that harsh, I think that harsh reality is what hits it's a lot of people. Awakening. Yeah. Yeah, and then I think people enter that like kind of rude awakening and think oh my marriage must be wrong like this is not how it's supposed to be yeah, yeah. but the reality is that's exactly how it is yeah. i think a lot of people enter marriage thinking it's going to solve their problems or like take away their worries and anxieties but you know what i tell people and what i experience is it it puts a magnifying glass on every little every little every little issue or yeah. you know problem that you have because like you know, when you're single, it's it's mostly just about you. You don't have to like keep somebody else in regard. But, you don't have to think about uh, someone else's thoughts and feelings. So but when it's you're married, also you like when you're when you're single, it's almost you against the world. You can go yeah, back into your room and be, and, and be reclusive, and then put a smile on when you leave your room, um, yeah. and, and face the world. But then you can be miserable yeah. when you come back home. But as soon as you get married, yeah. you're coming back home, and you've got another person there. You have somebody else there who is expecting uh-huh. kind of from you. And I, I always feel that, you know, when in Islamic tradition, we have that marriage is like completing half of your deen. Um, mm-hmm. I feel that that kind of narration, for me at least, is more about the potential um, that it completes, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, yeah, we yeah, have yeah. the potential yeah. to grow and to be better people Absolutely. because you've suddenly got somebody like checking your every move yeah, um, in a definitely. very positive way. But yeah, it, it, not, not like they're like creeping on you. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, you know what I mean, right? right? Yeah, no, I totally know what you mean. And, and yeah, so, like there's somebody there you're held accountable like yeah. for like somebody else in your daily life. Um, but it's also like marriage is such a huge like blessing. I feel like we're making it seem like marriage sucks, but... <laughs> I, I think I'm a bit j- you know you mentioned people who are energetic and people who are jaded I'm in the jade no I'm joking <laughs> but yeah no, no, it, no I, I think it's, it's a blessing to have like support through whatever you're going through yeah. and and you know of course to have somebody that hopefully will put that magnifying glass yeah. on you so that you grow but there's also um, an element of like self-awareness that comes with 
even Definitely. wanting to get married in the sense that like you know yeah. some people will see it as like a cool and trendy thing to do because all my friends are getting married but if you sure. haven't or matured just like the next step on the checklist yeah but if, if you haven't yet fully kind of matured and understood yourself and understood what you're getting yourself yeah, into absolutely you can then turn around and be like, what have I just, it's like a life sentence. Absolutely. I just yeah, I think for. that like self-knowledge part is key. Like yeah. before you're like, you know, start talking to people, like you really got to know, is this what you want? And like, what do you, like, are you prepared for it? Because yeah. it's, you know, it's not going to be the easiest thing. And like, are you willing to like take somebody else on in your life and in this journey, you know, like, um, and I think one, one big thing I notice is like people think they'll get married and then like they'll be able to just like mold their spouse or that person to whatever they want and kind of mold them to fit the life that they that they want. And like that never works out. It, it never goes that way. So like you have to be willing to accept like this is a whole other person. Like, yeah. you know, it's, it, it's not just going to be like copy and paste it, in my life. It's, it's funny because if you look at it in business terms, people often see it as like hiring an employee. Where it's like mm-hmm. I'm I'm the boss of this relationship and the employee's gonna do what yeah. I say and I'm gonna mold them. Whereas actually it's like yeah. getting into a, a business partnership where actually yeah, you absolutely. have to you have to make sacrifices, they give have to make sac- give and take. Yeah, it's absolutely I think we should also highlight the fact that there is a lot of reward and it is a very nice experience kind of sharing your life yeah, with someone and course, then starting a family and especially all that. Especially if stuff. it's like the right person, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. And, and and this is I mean, this is the key thing. Like I when you mentioned the right person, personally, I don't feel like there is a the right person for you mm-hmm. um but, yeah i but, think you can be compatible with more than one person yeah but then but then uh, it's like when you're in that relationship it's about making it work um yeah, and, definitely. And, and having the kind of it's not gonna be effortless yes exactly and i think people feel and, and again I, I i definitely blame kind of social media for this yeah when, absolutely. when all you see of your kind of friends is like their honeymoon picture, picture. Perfect. yeah honeymoon yeah and then it's like they've got a kid and everything's amazing. Yeah, like, yeah. you I, just see like a highlight reel. You don't really see what's going on to like it behind the scenes yeah. and what they had to do to make it work, you know. Um, yeah, social media definitely contributes to this like false expectation of relationships and marriage for sure. And it's something like, I don't know, how, I, I try to combat it, but I don't know how. Like that's where I'm at a loss. Like how do you mm. make people understand like, no, when you're going through these tough times, like that's normal. Like this first year, these first two years or, you know, you're marriage ebbs and flows it's ups Mm. and downs some points will be great and like you really have to focus on each phase for what it is like you shouldn't compare it to how it was when you were engaged because that's that's different you know or when you have kids like it's different than when you didn't have kids and that doesn't mean it's bad it's just different exactly exactly no i i think that's that's very kind of wise advice like people this is this is something where and it's interesting because you end up like especially with your kind of close group of friends You'll talk mm-hmm. about marriage and struggles and this and that, not necessarily like um, in depth, but you, you see that like so many people have very similar issues yeah, um, and, and so many people are going through like such similar things. But again, no one really talks about it. No one puts it you out don't know. There, yeah, and you exactly. don't know. Like, exactly. If you don't have married friends and, you know, like all you really know of marriage is what, what you saw like at home or like what you see online, mm. you're, you're going to, you're going to feel a little bit lost definitely, but yeah. you know, that, that's part of the process. Well, that's where blend matching comes in, right? To prepare yeah, people. Yeah, you know, exactly. <laughs> and honestly, we're here process. with, it's like, we don't just like connect you and then like drop you. Like I was going to say, is that, is that like a follow up? Do you guys kind of continue? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like we connect, like we can, we go to the weddings and, um, 
you know, like, I, one of my, like, favorite things to do is, like, often the girl, like, will end up moving to where the guy is, and, like, I love when I have, like, two new couples who, like, the girls both move to, like, the same city and connecting them so that they have, like, you know, a newlywed friend around and things like that just to make the process easier. Like, we follow up, we give advice, we keep in touch, Um, people can vent to us. (laughs) I think overall what I I really kind of liked um, about this concept is, is the human element to it. Um, yeah, cause definitely. I, that's something that I feel coming back to kind of the initial conversation that we had about, um, swiping apps and the, and the marriage process. I feel like it, it can become very dehumanizing For um, sure. and, For and, sure. and, and the irony is we're, we're literally talking about one of the human, most humanizing things yeah, ever, which is, should be. Which, yeah. which is marriage and, and starting a life and all that kind yeah. of stuff together. So, um, it's. Yeah, I mean, it, it's. I think it's awesome what you're doing, and I, I kind Thank of wish you, you all the success. It. Alhamdulillah, I'm lucky. I, I really appreciate. it. I love what I do. Alhamdulillah. You're lucky. It sounds like a lot of fun. Like I love talking to people. That's why. I, that's <laughs> yeah. why I host this podcast. I can't imagine doing that, <laughs> yeah, but then also awesome. matching people together and helping to get them married and whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's like one of the best feelings when like somebody gets married or engaged. Like, oh, it's so rewarding. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> like, I'm really lucky to be able to do this. And you get all the free food at the wedding as well. Like a guaranteed <laughs> yeah. invite with, with the food. That's not a bad gig. Um, yes, absolutely. Well, thank you very much um, for kind of sharing your insights and experience yeah, with Glenn with Merching. Yeah, of course. It was really good to be on here. Um, and uh, I guess let's let's stay in touch. I say, you know, it's really yeah. bad. I say the same thing to everyone. Let's stay in touch. Well, I, I mean <laughs> it. Like, I, I think let's genuinely stay in touch. But again, no, we will, inshallah. thank you. Thank you for, for kind of opening up and sharing everything. And, yeah, and all the no, best for, for really 2020, awesome inshallah. You. Thank you. You too. We'll talk soon, inshallah. So that was my conversation with Huda. Um, I think a couple of takeaways. Firstly, her own story is mind-blowing. Um, and we had like a quick call a couple of days before we recorded the podcast and when she told me like my my jaw was wide open I couldn't actually believe that um, she didn't meet her husband until like the whole families got together Um, but it also just shows like the advancements in technology and how like things have moved and progressed uh, and and how I guess like uh, a very uh, intense level of communication is able to be maintained and upheld um, without being physically face to face Um, but yeah also I think the conversation around looking at the way that people interact and and engage with people online is is really interesting and the the outro of my podcast is being ruined by Haseeb Hassan and Nouri walking into the office can I finish this in peace guys yeah alright thank you um forgot what i was saying now so yeah thank thank you very much for for, for listening to another tmv podcast guys can i just jump in real quickly oh god uh, if you're listening to this you gotta you got come please uh, subscribe to our youtube channel uh, that's, that's, that's that's the big thing yeah so actually actually yeah, let's talk about that very quickly so um this this decade or this year we're, we're very keen on on growing our youtube numbers um, specifically uh, and if you visit our website click on the video tab and just see generally there's video links everywhere so do watch our videos they are pretty good videos um, and I, I mean I genuinely mean that I don't have any input into the video side of things so I can objectively comment and say that we make some very very good videos our 10 like a Muslim decade video in 10 minutes um, was phenomenal Haseeb and Nouri worked 
for days on that um, and I think it's it's a fantastic kind of again I use the word fantastic but yeah it's, it's a great um, kind of overview of uh, and, and quite moving at times as well just remembering some of the things and all the craziness that's happened in 10 years um, and it's also insane to think that it's been 10 years um, since all of these things um, have started happening things like the Arab Spring um, I'm obviously going blank right now as I'm trying to recall other stories but yeah uh, so do check that video out I'll probably put the link in the, the description of this podcast um, and inshallah we'll be back next week with another great podcast stay tuned take care bye I don't know do I have to? no it's fine whatever Thank you.